You are now listening to the Go On Then podcast with Soph and G. We are here to bring you the tea on anything and everything from social media, travel and well-being, plus some business stories from us and fab guests along the way. So go on then, pop us in your headphones, pour yourself a cuppa and tune in with us every week as we navigate life together. Welcome back. Welcome. We're in a new location. (laughs) We were in the bedroom, studio bedroom, but all we could hear was tap, 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 tap of my husband trimming stone. We had to leave and we we played it back. We we just started recording it. We played it back and we were like, we have to go somewhere else. This is not going to work. We're taking this puppy on the road. It literally sounded like Robbie was in the microphone. Yeah. Showing you his piece of stone. Yeah. It was far too loud. And we'd moved to the other side of the room and everything, and it was not okay. We've literally brought brought you on the road. We're on tour. We're on tour. Yeah. Yes. New moment in our career. (laughs) We're on tour. We're taking the podcast on the road. How fun would that actually be, though? This is a joke right now because we're sat in the back of my camper van. (laughs) cozy in here it's very cozy it's yeah. very comfortable mm. thanks jaco love you mm. always we sat in we've got the microphone on the table got the sofa out we went and got a coffee listen yeah. to this holy spirit activate yeah. <laughs> my, my iced coffee <laughs> we're in a car park yep we're really glam super glam we are super the most professional. professional podcasters i've ever met simply wow yeah yeah. We're really doing it. Yeah, we are. Imagine if we took the podcast on tour. How fun would that be? If we were what? just me and you tootling around in the van, we did like a live night in Wanaka, a live night in Christchurch, maybe dinners. Yeah. And then went to the beach for a few days and came home. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. How what? fun would that be? That would be fun. That'd Let's be... make that a 2023 goal. I mean, my toxic trait is that, that like I've, I've already pictured me sat on stage recording a podcast live. <laughs> We can dream, okay? Girls can dream. Yeah. But today... We are talking about... 30s. 30s. Yeah. Yeah. Being in your 30s. I'm not in my 30s. No. But I am approaching. So I have some ideas. But you are... You're a veteran. I'm a veteran. Of the 30s. (laughs) Not really. (laughs) I'm in there. I'm in my early 30s. kindergarten. Yeah. 30s. I'm in my early 30s and I have learnt some things so far in the short years that I've been in here, I have some expectations, but I also remember what it felt like leading up to 30 Mm. and what I felt like and more so what one of my best friends felt like too. I feel like we recorded that episode in the first season about being in your 20s. Yeah. And it was so much fun. And we were reflecting on like all the travel and the trials and tribulations and like the laughs and the love and everything we experienced in our 20s. And then a lot of people said to me, wait till you get to your 30s. Mm. And I was like, what do you mean wait till you get to your 30s? Like, isn't that when you're like old and settled down and married and, you know, wifed off and just boring? And they were like, no, your 30s are where it's at. Yeah, I've heard this as well. I don't know because I can't confirm because I'm not in it. But I do hear that one of the things I've heard is that in your 30s, you stop caring as much about what other people think of you. Yeah. That's one thing I've heard. Yeah, because you've just matured and you just don't have time Mm. for that anymore. Yeah. Are you nervous? No. You know how there's this kind of like societal pressure about turning a certain age? Mm. Are you nervous about turning 30 or being in your 30s? I'm not nervous, no. I think, no, I feel fine with it. I think I was always like, so I was um, put up in school. So I was like, because I was born in the middle of the year. So I was with all the kids that were a year older than me. Like, to everyone that I went to school with has turned 30 already. Like, mm. most people that I know have turned 30. Yeah. So I'm kind of just like, oh, I'm just... Older. One of them. Yeah, I'm just catching up, you know? Yeah. I don't, I don't really find... I don't really find myself feeling that pressure. Mm. But you you had a different experience. Yeah, right? I didn't. Yeah, I didn't feel the pressure. It was more my best friend that did. Mm. So my best mate at home, she is born on the 6th of April and I'm born on the 8th so Mm. we're exactly the same age um and she was really concerned about turning 30 Mm. it really hit her a few months before and obviously our birthdays are the same time so we're always talking about what you're doing for your birthday or like Mm. I feel about this or whatever um and she really struggled with the fact 
at like turning 30, that was a huge turning point in our life. Mm. Whereas I was just like, it's just a number. Yeah. And like age is but a number. And mm. I always think that. Yeah. I think I've always been like that though. I've never really thought about the number that you are. Mm. I think it's just how you live you live your life, right? Yes. I think one of the hardest things is the expectations of coming into your thirties. Like I think being in your thirties is like you're an adult, mm. even though you're an adult from eighteen. But I feel like your thirties is when you're like you are a real grown up person. Yeah, that needs to do grown up things. Yeah, like you're. If we're generalizing, your twenties are kind of mucking about a little bit, and then stepping into your own. Yeah, but like the whole twenties is kind of like a journey from like child like you know child adult yeah to like kind of becoming an adult yeah and then your 30s it's like you're an adult yeah that's it and you are settling down yeah and you are getting married you must you must buy a house yes and then there's the whole child chat oh yeah which is i think something that we should talk about it's actually really relevant right now online mm. i don't know about you but i am inundated with child-free content and it's... i don't know why <laughs> it's intense the child like i am i've always been someone that wants children yeah i feel like i'm very maternal like i love children yeah but um there's definitely been a, like a movement online right for people expressing the need not to have children or yeah. you don't have to want to have children it's fine if you don't want children yeah the thing i think about this could be controversial but i think a little bit about like when i'm old older like when i'm let's say 80 years old and like I've got no children mm. to share because like you know people my age will have died off and yeah I don't know like it's... that's your you're looking like really far into the future and and kind well, of predicting loneliness well yeah it's like a life it's a lifelong decision mm. that you make to have kids and like I'm not just thinking about like you know when like my age now but also like into the future for me, like, I I want, although it's scary and there's, like, you know, you have to devote your whole life to it and all that kind of stuff, I just feel like there's so much more joy than there is negative. Yeah. In my opinion. The thing that I struggle with, I'm very much the same as you. Like, I think I'm very maternal. I've never actually had the pull to have my own child. I've always thought that I would be somebody that didn't have children mm. that was probably until I met Robbie and found somebody that I would like to procreate with mm. but like I didn't and I've never been like oh my god I need a child yeah I don't need a child to complete me I don't need a child in our relationship like if we don't have one okay yeah if we do also great yeah but there's no missing puzzle piece in our life yeah our life will not change either way I mean obviously if we have one our life will change massively but mm. it will continue to do the same things like we will still go snowboarding mm. we talk about it all the time like because we very much live seasonally yeah. so I'm like oh my god what if I got pregnant and I was pregnant in winter yeah and he was like well would you still come snowboarding I'm like well yeah I would until it was unsafe not to yeah and like when we have a baby we're always like our friends have kids and they ski or snowboard or whatever. So we just take it in turns to do runs. And if it's just me and you, then we just take it in turns mm. or stick it in a backpack and take it with us. Like yeah. that's the kind of perception of children that I have that if it'd be great if we did, it would be great if we didn't. What I don't enjoy is seeing people have these really, really, really strong opinions of like right and wrong. Mm. Like you have to be a mother. Like, you you will not be fulfilled unless you're a mother. Like, you will not feel love like love unless you're a mother. And then on the other side of it, people being like, I don't need children to... I don't know. Like, I think the child-free chat is way more aggressive than the mom chat. Yeah. Well, I don't have... Other than, like, the indirect, like, kind of posting of people posting their kids and, like, you know, how much they love being parents or whatever. Mm. I don't, I haven't got anything on my feed, like social feeds that's like, you must become a mum. It's the best thing. Whereas the child-free chat is really like, child-free is the way. It's yeah. very like black and white. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, is fine. People are entitled to have their own opinions. Yeah. I just don't think we should be making people feel bad about it. Because, mm. you know, it's it, it, it's the conflict complete flip reverse of the expectation of being in your 30s right is that people expect you to have children 
either in your late 20s or your early 30s and become a family and, mm. and settle down, I just find it really hard to swallow that we're making people feel guilty about their life decisions mm. because there is no timeline. So I don't know. It's probably um, silly to be saying this on a podcast where we're like literally discussing our opinions, but I also don't think there's you – don't, you don't need to base your whole – personality around an opinion that you have about that as yeah, well like yeah it's okay to have an opinion and you know that be your stance on it but you don't need to plaster it everywhere for everyone to yeah because what if your situation see? changes and you've you've created this whole persona of that's what I am and that's what I stand for mm. and then what if what if something changed for yeah, you what exactly you, what, yeah what if you fell pregnant yeah and then you suddenly think you know Actually, maybe I do want to keep this baby. Yeah, it's it's. It, I think it's a really really hard pill to swallow. Like mm. the the chat online, I've actually removed um some of it from my feed and mm. blocked it and put it in my um hidden words because uh, you know how you can pick words because at the moment I've got a few friends that are going through fertility issues. Mm. They're desperate to be mothers. Mm. Absolutely, like there's nothing else that they want in life right now. Yeah. So it's really hard to see. Uh, but again, it goes down to people's opinions, right? But I think maybe because I don't really have an opinion. Mm. I don't really, you know, if we have one, great. If we don't, great. Mm. I'll live on the ones that are in my life right now. Yeah. And the ones that way. continue to come into my life. Like, yeah. if I don't have one, the children that are in my life will receive more love yeah. <laughs> because I've not got to share it, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Totally. So it's a weird one. But yeah, I think the family thing is probably one of the biggest things that's expected of you in your 30s. Especially, I feel like in your 20s, it's kind of like, I don't know. You're too it's, young to have a kid. You do, I'm doing well, the finger thing. That's what I feel. Yeah, felt you're feeling. too young. Um, but then when you're in your thirties, it's kind of like, oh, you know, then that then that whole like biological clock thing comes into it. Oh my god! People are like, oh, you've been hurry up. Yeah, I'm like, your time's ticking. Sorry, no, it's not. No. And again, if you do run out of, I know people that have had kids in their forties. Yeah. But if you do run out of time, then. That's okay. That mm. just wasn't the path for you. Mm. I know people that haven't had children and have lived incredible lives. Oh, yeah. And also people that have children that live incredible lives. Yeah. It's a real hard one. And I think it's only a decision that you can make yourself. I don't really feel any pressure, though. Yeah. I get pressure from people. Yeah. I said I was sick the other day and my auntie messaged me and she was like, ooh. And I was like, no, I'm just ill. I've actually picked up a bug from kindy mm. tori's child gave me a book <laughs> so i was like no i'm not pregnant mm. and if i was that's not how but don't you assume don't, yeah also like even if you were you're not gonna say to your auntie you caught me i'm pregnant yeah like, you know like what are you expecting off a random of instagram story yeah. Come on. yeah i think there is like the settling down marriage house child White picket fence, 2.5 children, happy marriage. Like, yeah, definitely what you think as a child, anyway, or when you're younger, that's what you think it's going to look yeah. like. But a lot of people don't meet the love of their life until they're in their 30s. Yeah. My dad didn't. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he was in love with my mom, but yeah. then they broke up and then he met his now wife when yeah. they were like in their 30s. And that's, I was actually having this conversation the other day because I'm nearing the age that my parents got divorced. Mm, yeah, you said that. And I find that wild mm. because right now they had two children and are getting divorced yeah. and we're on to their second house. It's crazy, eh? Right now I'm like happily married and just built my first house and don't have a child. Yeah. I think generally speaking, people are, they're not like, I feel like everyone's sort of doing things older these days yeah. as well. Like even having kids and stuff. Like, I mean, my younger sister, she's 28 and <clears throat> she's just had her first baby and I'm like, are a child yeah she's not she's nah. not like i'm pretty sure mum had her first baby when she was like 27 or 28 or something yeah um but to me that just seems so young because when i was that age i was definitely not ready for that no nah. and you know everyone's ready at different times yeah do you ever feel like when are you ready i well i've had this talk with my sisters with your sisters and anyone that's got a child apparently you're not you never, never are no apparently you never come to the point where you're like Yes, this is now the time that yeah. I want to do. Apparently, you don't get there. Apparently, mm. it's just like something you have to be like. It just happens, and you just make it make it work. 
Yeah, and even like my older sister was saying like something to me that really like I guess kind of helped me in my mind. She said like the alternative is just not having kids and or like not trying for kids. And I was like, oh yeah, I guess you're right. Mm. So it's either you have them, you try have them, or you or you, you don't, don't try. And like that's literally as simple as it can be. Yeah. But I guess for me, like I just wanted to be in our home and like Same. have a good nest and Same. and also to have achieved a lot of the things I wanted to do, which I've done in work and travel. Yeah. You know, I feel like I've kind of like, I've really lived my 20s and I'm yeah. kind of ready for that next kind of chapter in my 30s, I guess. Yeah. There's a lot of things that I wanted to not kind of take off, but it was more things that I thought, could you do this with a child? Mm, yes. I can't go to Nepal for 19 days if I have a child. Yeah. I can because I can leave it with its grandparents mm. and that would be fine. Like mm. my dad would gladly take a baby yeah. and look after it. From the outside, people would be like, how oh, dare you leave your baby? Yeah. But I would be like, well, because I still want to live my life mm. and I still want to go and do stuff and it's not safe to take a child to Nepal. Mm. Uh, Nepal, yes, into the mountains, no. Mm. But I don't know if I had a child... Would I leave the child? Oh, that's what I was thinking. Because we don't know. Because in my brain feel. now, I'm like, yes, see ya. Yeah. I'm going on holiday. Goodbye. Yeah, I'm like, that would be fine. One of my mates did it. Mm. Went to Bali for like twelve days when the baby was like three months old. Mm. He doesn't know. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It's just so it's it's so unknown, and I I have no idea how I would feel. It or... scares me. It's the only thing that scares me in life. Totally. That and fire. I'm terrified of fire, but. <laughs> And coriander. <laughs> coriander. <laughs> I've actually got some in the fridge for you. Oh, thank you. I, it, it does scare me. And do you know what it is? It's control. Because mm. I can't control it. Anything. I can control not having a baby. Yeah. But I can't control what happens when I have one. Yeah. That's what scares me. But then I'm also like, how bloody good would Robbie be as a dad? Yeah. And also, like, a lot of people do it more than once. And I'm like, well, must be something good in it if yeah. people do this thing more than once. Yeah. Tori told me that apparently your um, brain blocks out the pain, like completely blocks out the pain of like childbirth, and then something happens in your brain after X amount of time that makes, it's like an endorphin release or something or a serotonin release or whatever that makes you then yearn for another child. So that's mm. when like people have one and then they are wanting their second one, like oh. they get super broody yeah. because some it's a chemical reaction oh, in your yeah. brain or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then... Bob's your uncle, you've got two. Mm. And Hellfire to play with. Yeah. Two's hard. Apparently going from one to two is like going from two to ten. I reckon go, like going from none to one looks hard because like you go from like just being you and like living your life of freedom. Yeah. And then you have this, then this baby and it's like, what the heck? I always wonder about like, you know, now I just like jump in the car and go to the gym. Or like just jump in the car and pop to the shop. Mm. I don't think there's any popping when, when there's no popping anywhere, you know? Yeah. Like, we just hopped in the van then yeah. and just came to record this. Yeah. What if I had a baby at home that was napping and we only had those 45 minutes yeah. to get this done? I know, we, we'd be better with time. Yeah. Probably, Probably yeah. yeah. Instead of being like, yeah, we'll get two episodes recorded before 12 o'clock. Yeah, no. Now nine minutes past 12 and yeah. we're 20 minutes into this one, yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the other thing I think people um, talk about in their 30s is, like, money. And excelling in your career. Mm. Got money in the bank. Keeping up with the Joneses. You are so successful in your career because you've been doing it since your 20s. You know, your promotion after promotion. You know what you want to do. Great holidays. Yeah. Nice car. Nice car. Yeah. Yes. How do they afford that? Yeah. Well, they've got, they got a good job because they're in the 30s. Yeah. That's why. Yes. Mm. I drive a 2005 Subaru and I bloody love it. <laughs> Gets you from A to B, that's yeah, all you need. It's perfect. Yeah. And I still don't have it figured out. I don't think anyone does, though. I think that's the thing. I mean, let's redo this podcast when we're, like, 39 and yeah. see what we, like, let's re-listen to this, play it back as, we, as we're, like, Yeah, recording. but, like, did you ever figure it out? No, I've got, like, six don't... kids hanging off me. Yeah. And I'm... <laughs> well, I do have kids, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I think, like, as you grow older, like... You still feel the same. Mm. I feel the same as I did when I was like, I don't know, 10. Like I've learned more, but like I think there's a misconception that you change and you morph into this person that's like totally different and like yeah. successful and you've got it all figured out. 
Yeah. It's never going to be that way. No. Mm-mm. I would say I changed. I've definitely changed, but I think that was more of an, an environmental change. Mm. My environment changed, which then helped shaped me. Yeah. shape me, not change me. Yeah. Um, and I remember somebody saying something to me once, like, oh, you've changed. And I'm like, I bloody hope I have. Yeah, good. Yeah, I want to. Mm. Like, I wanted to change. I think the only thing is is that you do get more mature. One of the biggest things is, um, you said it, telling people no and learning to not care what people think about you mm. and not giving a fuck. I definitely feel that now. Yeah. I'm a lot braver now than I am because, one, what's there to lose? Mm. Two, I haven't got time. Mm. Time is so short and so precious. I do not have time for shit people or toxic behavior or bad work environments or stuff that I don't want to be doing. You grow into your own, don't you, a little bit more and you learn that you don't actually have to accept the crap. No. And like, I feel like also you you grow into maybe getting a little bit better at confrontation. Yeah. I, I had wondered if that was something to do with owning a business because back when I used to work in an office, like or five years ago, five years ago now probably, um, I wouldn't even, like, answer the phones. Like, I hated answering the phone. Yeah. I, and, like, dealing with customers, like, it was just, if anyone had a problem, I was like, ooh. Yeah. But now I'm like, like, there was a problem at the house the other day, and I was like to Russ, I will call the manager, I will speak to them. I'm not turning into a Karen, guys, but no. <laughs> I definitely, you know, like, I'm just a bit more comfortable within myself to yeah. stand up for what I believe. Same. Yeah, which is nice. It's a nice feeling. Yeah, instead of just going, oh, yeah, no, that's fine. I'll yeah. just do that. Yeah. But then maybe it is that in your 20s you are kind of like deemed still a child. Mm. But in your 30s you are a mature person. Yeah. Look back when you were 18, if you met somebody that was 35, it's really interesting right now having Robbie's brother here mm. and his girlfriend because they're 22 and 23. Mm. Robbie's 32. Yeah. So we're 10 years older than them. 10 years is a lot of time. Mm. And I listen to their conversations and I'm like, oh, cool. That's nice. I wonder what it feels like to be in your 20s with not a care in the world. You know, the other day they were planning on they're going back to Oz and then they're like, oh, should we go to the Philippines or Sri Lanka? And I'm like, should we go to Pack and Save or New World because it's cheaper? Mm. Like they're the kind of mm. polar opposites decisions we're making because I'm running a household and you're running around the world. Yeah. It's the... That's what's crazy, I think, mm. is that you do step into this level of maturity, but it doesn't mean that you have to turn into, like, a Karen or, like, an no. old lady. <laughs> and you gain responsibilities along the way, you know, like whether mm. it's children or property or a, business. a job, a business, relationships even, you know, where it's, you know, you have, like, a, a duty of care to look after those things. and yeah. It's just kind of part of growing up, mm. whether it's like just one of those things or all of those things or whatever it is. Yeah. I'm excited for the rest of my 30s. I'm excited to, to not have a plan, mm. see what happens and just really ride it out. Whereas my 20s, I tried to control a bit too much, whereas mm. now I'm just like, mm, okay, it's February already in 2023. I don't know if I've done as much as I wanted to do. Still got a lot going on behind the scenes, but... And then I'm like, that's okay. Yeah. Got the whole rest of the year and the whole rest of this decade. It was literally like when we didn't record that podcast that Mm. week and you were like, it's all good. Yeah. We make the rules. And I was, I don't know why I was like, we must do it. Yeah. But like nobody said that. No. Or us. Yeah. There's no rules. Wait till you get in your 30s. You'll be like, oh, fuck it. We'll just miss a week. Yeah. (laughs) Let's start up again in two months. (laughs) Don't do that. I've got four things that I'm really going to focus on for the next nine years. So the first one is to move consciously through this decade. I want to be really conscious of what's happening. It's going with the flow. But I just want to make conscious decisions. Mm informed slow focused decisions rather than just throwing caution to the wind and being like jumping on stuff Mm. it's cool as well like do you mean for work as well yeah like that's cool because if you're in a place to do that i think that's really like it's a sign sign of maturity in business i think yeah i did something that i've never done before in my life this past month and it was remove a couple of things that weren't bringing me joy in my business to make room for things that 
do bring me joy. Mm. And I think old me, younger me, would have just stuck it out, dealt with it. Mm. But I literally had a panic attack about one of them. And I was like, what am I doing? Yeah. Like, get out of this. This is not how you should be attacking every day. Like, Mm. so, yeah. So that's the first one. The second one is make better decisions. And maybe that comes from, like, the slow, conscious approach rather than rushing into things Mm. um, and making decisions that just being really aware of all factors that it would affect. Mm. Whereas normally I'd just be like, oh, I'll do this. And if it makes something else bad, I'll deal with that later. Mm. Whereas I want to make sure that it's completely across the board. Yeah. Removing toxic people from my life, whether that be in friendship or family or if people come in and I think just being more self-aware and a better judge of character mm. and not allowing people to take the energy that I preserve for the people that I love so much. It's weird, right? Because, like, I've got friends, and we'll do an episode on friends yeah. another time, but, like, I've got friends that are still friends with people from high school <laughs> that don't, like, they're just friends because they were friends for a long time and, like, it, but it, neither of them serve each other well. But it's like, oh, but they're my best friend from high school. And I'm like, well... Are they actually bringing you any value or value. joy or yeah. laughs or love? Yeah, exactly. Nah, you got to – it's okay to you outgrow to friendships. Up. Yeah, you've, sometimes you've got to be. Yeah, you do. And friendships do – they grow out. Mm. Like that's – it's like a relationship. You're yeah. not meant to be with the first person that you were with. No. Imagine if you were. Like that – imagine what your life would have looked like then. I mean, some people are best friends forever, and that's mm. great. Mm. But some people come – like – I, I see sometimes friendship is like if somebody does leave, you know, if you fall out with a friend or if you break up with a friend or, you know, if you fizzle out or whatever, they served a purpose for the time that they were there. Mm. Yeah, exactly. They were with you for that part of your journey. Yeah. They probably taught you some valuable lessons that you can look back on um, or they brought you, you know, good times, good fun, whatever. And then you've kind of outgrown that or you're moving on and, and that's okay. Mm. Like that's okay. Yeah. As long as nothing like nasty happened and it wasn't like a horrible fallout or anything like that. But if it is just a, a general fizzle out, yeah, that's just part of growing up. Yeah. And it's it's fine. Mm. You know, like I, I've kind of consciously distanced myself from people in the past because it's just not, I don't know, it's not, I don't know, conversation's too hard or, yeah. you know, it's just not gelling nah and it's fine we're gonna do an episode on this next week i think can't we because mm. i think we've both got quite a bit to say about it um and then my last one is grow into myself and be more selfish mm. always put people first always put other people first which i don't think is a bad thing um but um i just i don't know what the meaning of find myself is but i would like to find myself i don't know how to do it mm. in my brain it's going hiking and getting lost in the mountains and you know going to those places that I feel some kind of spiritual connection to or whatever because I feel like that's what grounds my mind Mm. I don't think it finds my mind like finds myself Mm. I've just always been I'm an introverted extrovert so on the outside I'm very extroverted and confident and you know I've got no qualms about standing in front of loads of people and talking and like don't get nervous about meeting people or anything like that but I still don't know who or what my true self is. Mm. And I don't know where that comes from. Your 30s. Yeah. Yeah. I guess maybe it's just more time, more time experiencing stuff. Yeah. and, and In like, a focused manner, maybe. Yeah. Well, like what you were saying about being more conscious through mm. the decisions you make and, and maybe that's like you make a decision and then you you think about it in your head and you're like, yeah, what – do I really want out of this? Why am I doing it? Yeah. Like, what's the purpose of this exercise for me personally? Yeah. I'm finding that confidence, like, you know, I, I find stuff like this really hard and I wish that I could lean into that, like, body positivity message that you see online because I think it's fantastic from the people that do it. Like, Ellie does it really well. Mm. You know, just, like, absolutely not giving a fuck about what people think about you. Yeah. Um. But I, I just can't. I don't know why. I just, I always think that somebody's looking and being like, ew, she looks gross. Yeah. Or like, oh, don't wear that. Or you need to lose weight. Yeah. That's a battle that I need to either completely get rid of now so I can move through this decade with grace or 
work on it so yeah. that I can move through the rest of my life with it. Yeah. Well, I think being conscious is going to help with that for mm. sure. Yeah. But yeah, it's a it's a battle. It's definitely a battle that we probably have more so as women. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Thinking about body image and all that kind of carry on. It's really hard. Yeah. Really hard. Yeah. I think one of the things maybe moving into your 30s is like <laughs> figuring out as well that not everybody's going to like you mm. and that's okay. I'm a people pleaser in the sense that I like to make people um, happy. I'm very much a joker as well. Like I will always try and make people laugh before that's just in my nature to do that. And that might be a little bit of like a nervous or like a social anxiety thing or whatever. Um, But you don't have to make loads of new friends. (laughs) And if people don't like you, that's okay. Mm. That's okay. Like what I was saying before, like you're going to gel with people and then there's going to be people you're not going to gel with. Yeah. And it's fine because you want to go towards the people you gel with anyway. Yeah. So, you know, don't try and force it if it ain't there, girl. Absolutely, yeah. I think another thing is, like, your physical health. I think this is really important in your 30s because I don't know if I looked after myself properly in my 20s. We're starting to age, too. Yeah. Like, you know, we're... Collagen's a thing, people. Your skin does start to get a little (laughs) bit looser. We're starting to, like, you know, because we were growing up through the 20s. And then I feel like... Through your thirties, you're kind of growing down. No, just kidding. But yeah. like you know, you're, you're sort of. I feel like when I picture the thirties, I see like a a sort of a flattish line, maybe like going up a little bit, but not. It's sort of like you know, it's this period of like a bit more chill. That's how I see it anyway. But this is totally from a naive twenty nine year old. So yeah, I've got no advice. <laughs> not yet. You're just dreaming. You're dreaming. Mm. I think getting a handle on your physical and mental health is so important, though. Because mm. I think your 20s, you know, you might have been a little bit of a wreckhead. You know, you might have drank and smoked a little bit too much or not eaten properly, not exercised properly, mm. not, you know, not thought, oh, it's never going to catch up. Especially if you're somebody that like doesn't gain weight. Like mm. Robbie's always been one of those people that never gained weight and now he's 30, got a little beer belly and mm. I'm like, ha Sucker. (laughs) I'm like, that's what happens when you drink beer, smash stone, and don't go for a run. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, true. Um, But yeah, I think looking after your physical health. Yeah. And eating healthy. And, you know, you've, (laughs) not to be morbid, but time's running out. So I would rather go into the rest of my life in my somewhat best physical form. Mm. Yeah, I like that. That's great. And the earlier you start, the better for that one. Like, the earlier you start looking after your mental health. If you're 20 and listening to this, start now. Yeah, start You're going to have troubles later. Yeah. I actually saw something in the UK that um, Princess of Wales, Catherine, she's um, starting early childhood mental health. Oh, cool. Yeah. So they're doing this whole new program that's going to launch in the UK to teach people about mental health in primary school. Awesome. That's mm. great. And I was like, that is so good. That's what we like. That and physical, like paired with like actual physical, like PE, right? Mm. It's called physical education. Mm. I didn't learn anything. Mm. I didn't learn how to be better. I just got told to run around a field. Mm. So actually turning that into education as well and like how to properly look after your body and nourish your body and stuff like that. Yeah. I spent my whole 20s fluctuating weight, mm. fluctuating fad diets, like going for a run every day because I was like, oh my God, I need to be skinny, but then not putting stuff back into my body Mm. to nourish it. Yeah. And I've learned that now. Like I know what good food is. I know that eating more food is more beneficial than not eating food. Like you're going to lose weight if you, like if that's your goal, you're going to lose more weight by eating more food. Right. Whereas in your twenties, you're like, oh my God, no, I can't eat more food. I need to eat less food because Mm. that's how it falls off. And it's Mm. like not knowing that, like not having that education. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, there's like a there's like a few things, aren't there? Like, I think as well in your thirties, like there is this pressure to have this great career and, mm. and kind of be at the top of the food chain and whatever business yeah. or job you're working in. But it's actually all right to just not work a job that you love and just work a job that pays the bills as well. I, I, That's fine. Yes. Like I I really hate that that we have to be talking about like loving our jobs all the time and like this whole like fairy tale land because it's not always like that like and you don't have to it's all right if your job is just a means to an end like yeah for now like especially if it provides you the income 
that you need to live a comfortable life and allows you the time Mm. to go and do what you love. Yeah, and if you want a job with like minimal responsibilities and you just go in, you do your job, you leave at 5pm, you come home and you don't worry about it again, that's great. That also sounds great to me Yeah, when I say it like that. Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. Switching off. Yeah. Like running your own business or being the CEO or being the top line manager that's that's that is a goal for some people and I think that's great but not everybody aspires to that yeah some people do just want to live a normal somewhat normal I don't know what normal is but like just a normal life that Mm -hmm. they do switch off yeah they get home from work and they don't bring a laptop home yeah they don't have any work to do they've then got five to six hours in the evening to do whatever the hell they want Mm. then they wake up the next day they go to work and they do it again yeah and you get paid yeah and that's a great yeah you don't have to have a a fully fledged working career and like or if a you, business or you a business no own a business like no. every man and his dog's like yeah i'm gonna start a business like obviously we have businesses but yeah. like it's also not necessary you can just work for someone and be happy like it's fine yeah don't feel the need no to do what people are doing no i yeah comparison um, oh. something i feel like is rife in your 20s yeah for sure i'm hoping that there's less of that in your 30s comparison is the thief of joy yes like it is the thief of joy you on stop comparing your life to somebody else Mm. it's not a race nobody it doesn't matter it absolutely doesn't matter what you achieve when have you ever seen that like um crazy but it's all these people that succeeded like later in their 30s Mm. like Walt Disney didn't come into his own till he like it was like in his 40s or something like Oprah JK Rowling Oprah like there's all these people that didn't make it Mm. until they were later on in life yeah and I find that fascinating because you probably look at somebody like Oprah and think that she had been running her talk show since she was like six yeah exactly you could come into your own later in life. You just don't know. You don't know. That's yeah, the exciting thing. Yeah. What yeah. if you fell on something one day and you were like, oh, my God, that's my purpose. Yeah. Or that's an incredible business idea. Or, mm. you know, somebody comes into your life and offers you an opportunity at 39. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. Don't turn it down. Yeah. <laughs> like, go for it. Exactly. Follow your own path and yeah, whatever that means to you. Yeah. It's like when people are in relationships for like – you know, six, seven, eight plus years, and they're like, what do you mean you're not engaged? Mm, weird that. Yeah. It's like it doesn't matter mm. that everybody else gets engaged after two years or whatnot. There's yeah. no, again, there's no timeline for anything. Who created the timeline? Yeah, you can do stuff whenever you want, like whenever it feels right for you. Even like study and stuff. Yeah. People who didn't study straight from school and then they go back to uni or um, college or go and do a course or whatever in their like late thirties or completely change. I think we saw a huge shift in that in New Zealand, um, post COVID because they made all the apprenticeships free. Mm. So a lot of people who had like office jobs or like a job that they'd had for ages. And then they were like, you know what, I'm going to go and retrain and be Mm. a Sparky. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And it's never too late. Thirties, forties, fifties, sixties. Yeah. To learn something new. I remember my therapist though saying that it was like a lot it's a lot harder to change people the older they are like he was kind of like saying to me like it's good you're in like you've come to therapy now because you're malleable Mm. it's very easy to change you and like kind of like help you to understand stuff and sort of change your mind about things whereas like the older you get he was sort of saying like some of the people that he sees it's much harder Mm. because they're stuck in their in their ways I don't know if that's something that happens when you're 30 but like you start to sort of become a bit more set in your ways or maybe that's more 40s. I don't know. Yeah. This is way beyond me, guys. I'm still in my 20s. She's this not even like... there yet. Look at her. We're just like penning her in a box. Um, yeah. What I did find while I was doing a little bit of um, episode research, and I thought this could be a cool way to kind of like end it, mm-hmm. is I read out these 10 life lessons to excel in your 30s. Oh, yes. And I was like, all right, Mark Manson. Why have you decided that this is the, you know, this is the the key to excelling? And I wondered if you thought the same as what this dude thinks. Okay, say, so, Number one, start saving for retirement now, not later. Oh, I don't want to do that. No. Is that a thing, old people listening to this podcast? Because <laughs> I, 
I've just I spent just all my savings. no money left, so... Um, I don't uh, think about retirement. No. I don't want to wish the next X amount of lives of my, you know, years of my life away. There's always something. There's always mm. something we have to be Saving working for. towards. Yeah. It's like, oh, can we just chill for a bit? Yeah, I don't it's I don't want to save for retirement now. terrible mentality. Yeah, I had a conversation with my dad about this um, a few months ago because they've, they're very much in that, you know, like they've worked and they're, they're, they're classic boomers, right? They've mm. worked their whole lives. They've produced children. They've done the nine to five job. They've, yes, they've excelled in their careers. They've lived a very nice, comfortable life. And now they're saving for retirement. Mm. And I'm like, well, when are you going to retire? And they're like, when we can afford it. And I'm like, well, how do you know when you can afford it? Because how do you know what you're going to spend? Mm. Well, it's the lifestyle that we live now. And I was like, well, why, why, why don't you live a lesser lifestyle and retire earlier so you have more time to enjoy it? Mm. And they were like, oh yeah, that's true. And they were like, you know, it's just like doing doing all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And they wanted to buy a caravan. And then they were like, oh, I don't know, you know, we've got to save for retirement. And obviously when we go, I was like, when we go what? as if they were saying that they were leaving money for us when oh, they die. Right. And I was like, do not leave me any money. Yeah. I do not want your money. I, I'm not, I don't want you to die for once. So I don't want to think about the fact that you're going to get, you know, I'm going to get money. That's not, that's not a bonus mm. in life. I actually think that's really awful. Go and buy the goddamn caravan mm. and enjoy it now. So they went and bought the caravan. Good. And I'm like, great. I didn't know that was a thing. I don't know if my parents are doing that. Probably not. But saving for retirement. Well, no, saving money for us. I don't think that's a thing, is it? I don't it's know. It's just not, like, that's just kind, but, like... It's a massive thing in the UK, like... Is it? Yeah, I don't know. I just always feel like I have have had conversations and have conversations with people when, like, their grandparents die. Like your inheritance? Yes. Right. Like your grandparents die, or your parents die, and they're like, oh, how much money did you get? I thought the inheritance came from, like, if they sold property they owned. Yeah. And it gets, like, divided between kids. But I think it's also, like, money in the bank. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. All right. But um, also because our grandparents were super old school and mm. everything got put away for that, you know. Mm. As soon as grandkids are introduced, it's like, phew, all the money's going to the grandkids. Yeah, yeah. So I, it's just... But I'm like, I don't want your money. Mm. I'd rather your stories than your money. I don't want to save for retirement. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Done. Cross Scratch off. It. We're I mean, done. this is from a 29-year-old, but I'm saying no to that. No. Yeah. Um, start taking care of your health now, not later. Yeah, I think so. Big tick. I think even earlier than 30s. Big yeah. tick. Nice. The next one is don't spend time with people who don't treat you well. We've already talked about that. Work that one out. We know that. Yeah. That is correct amundo. Uh, How to say no to shit people. Um, be good to the people you care about. Yeah. Yes, yeah. please. Like Show that. up for your friends. Yes. You matter and your presence matters. Yes. Like I think I think that's huge. Yeah. Massive. Um you can't have everything. Focus on a few things really well. Yes. I'm reading a book about this at the moment. What's the book? It's called uh Four Thousand Weeks. I feel like I talked about it on a couple a couple of podcasts ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. And it's about that. It's literally like you can't have everything. You don't you have limited time. I've got roughly four thousand weeks. Ah, um, that's really depressing. Yeah, and it's sort of like because it talks a little bit, bit about having kids and stuff, and because there was always like this huge list I had before I had kids, like wanted to have kids, like, mm. and it talks about kind of yeah the fact that you're not going to get to do all those things. Sorry, yeah, but you're not, and like that's just life. Yeah, and I was like, okay, I like that. Mm. That's good. Mm. Um, don't be afraid of taking risks. You can still change. Yeah. I agree. Mm. Risks are fantastic. Risks are good. Risks Sometimes are hard. Good. Change is hard, but it's good for you. But growth is, yeah. Mm. People always say the biggest regret that they didn't have is doing the things that they should have done. Mm. Like people regret the thing. Nobody regrets the things they did. They regret the things that they didn't yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, got you. Like I wish I had. I wish I'd have done this. Yeah. I wish I'd have done that. I wish I'd have gone there. Yeah, exactly. Why I'd... did you not? Yeah. What were you doing instead? Focusing on a career? Agree. Go on holiday. Yes. Um, you must continue to grow and develop yourself. On the fence about this one. Because I think growth is important. I think development is important. I'm a bit of a nerd, so education to me is huge. I love learning new things. But do I feel like I need to go and rebirth and develop? Nah, I'm pretty happy with where I'm at. Yeah, I would sort of argue that maybe it's about being more content rather yeah. than... 
rather than doing that. It's, it sort of contradicts the, the last one. Like, yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Yeah, number seven. You're, you, you've thrown us a little bit. Yeah, I don't like mm. it. Nobody knows what they're doing, so get used to it. I like that one. Yeah. yeah I, like that. I think that's great. It's true. Everyone I talk to, even when I see older people, I'm like, you look like you know what you're doing, but you probably do. No. I would I would say that people probably look in on my life and be like, she's got it all figured out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. People say that to me sometimes. They're like, wow, oh, like you're doing so good with your business. Like, yeah. You know, like you act like you don't know what you're doing sometimes, but you do. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't. Yeah. My brain is a big soupy porridgey mess sometimes. Yeah. It would mm. be the best way to explain it. Mm. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, number nine. Invest in your family. It's worth it. Yeah. Spend time with your folks. It's a different relationship when you're an adult. Yes. I think that's so important. If you are lucky enough to have your parents in your life um, or for any family member um, that you're particularly close to, I would encourage mm. time, especially if you're an expat. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I really, like, I can't think about it because I get really emotional. I think about... You know, I'm going to see my dad this year and then probably only going to see him once this year, right? And then I might see him next year. He's in his 60s. If he, this is really morbid, don't listen, dad. But, you know, if he lived to 75, mm. does that mean I'm only going to see my dad 15 more times? I know. I think about this too. It's it's a tricky one to mm. think about. Like, I don't know, but I think it has to go both ways, you know? Like, you have to... Your family also have to want to come and make that effort with you. Yeah. You know, like it yeah. can't just be a one-sided, you always go visit them. No, um, no. They're coming here this time. It's a great. Yeah, it's so exciting. Very excited yeah. for you. Um, um, but yeah, I think time, phone calls cost nothing. Yeah, and you realise when it's too late yeah. often, don't you? Like, even I wish with, I'd have said this. Even with my grandparents, you know, like when they passed away, I can't, like now I wish they were here. Because yeah. I've got all these questions for them, but I didn't have the questions at the time. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you just sort of take it for granted while they're around. And, yeah. yeah. There's this really incredible book. I don't know if I've spoke about it before. Um, I'm actually thinking about doing a podcast episode on it when my dad's here. Mm -hmm. So I bought my dad this book, and it's called um, A Me To You Journal. Mm. It's got heaps of questions in it. Mm. Um, and I gave it him for Christmas, and he gave it me back for my 18th birthday. Uh, I, oh, on the 21st. My twenty first, but anyway, um, and it's like, tell me what you were like as a child. Mm. Tell me about your childhood best friends. Tell me about the things that you used to do. Tell me what I was like. Is the questions in there are unbelievable, and some things that you probably want to ask, but like you just said, you forget to ask mm. them when they're here. Yeah, and, and you, you want to know. Yeah, and you can get them like it's like, dear mom, dear dad, dear grandma, dear mm. sister, dear friend. There's loads of them. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a really, it's something, it's in the, it's in my bedside table because sometimes I like open it because I just want to like look at my dad's handwriting and stuff. But yeah, it's just one of those things that I'm like, I'm so happy I did it because I kind of have answers to some of the questions that I might not have asked. I'm always nice. I mean, I'm overly sentimental anyway, but I like looking through all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Like I love that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And especially if your parents aren't open like me and my dad we talk about everything like mm. he'd tell me the craziest stories and I'd tell him the craziest ones back like mm. you know there's definitely no secrets in our relationship but some people don't get that yeah you know the parents might not be that open so if you gifted them something like that I think it's yeah it's pretty awesome but yeah spending time with family I think is and friends is is so important mm. and the last one be kind to yourself and respect yourself. Oh, yeah. I've, I I know that to some extent. Mm. Probably more physically. Yeah. Like, I don't um, thrash myself on a night out anymore like I would have used to. Have. Yeah. And I, yeah, I'm just a bit more, like, easygoing with stuff these days on, on a personal level. But I do beat myself up if, like, I lose a client or something. That's where I'm like, it's because you're shit. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Take like, it really personally. Yeah, I'm like, you suck. That's oh, right. yeah. So I need to, I need to work on that. Be for better. my impending thirties. Mm. Yeah. I think it's all about being a little bit selfish, doing something for you every day or something different once a month. A little date, date day mm, for yourself. Date day, yeah. Yeah, take yourself, go get your nails done, or like, 
go for lunch on your own mm. and have a movie night in. Yeah. Wash your hair. Do a face mask. Oh, yeah. That's what I do when Russ is away. I have a little pamper night. That's probably one thing I've realised about being old is that, like, <laughs> doing stuff like that, like washing my hair <laughs> and having time in the bathroom to myself and doing, like, a skincare routine and putting a face mask on and shaving my legs and <laughs> being like, okay, this is me. Ta- Nobody comes in the bathroom because this is for me. How good is it, though? So good. Yeah. Yeah. Selfish. Yeah. But love that. Yeah. I'm excited for the rest of my 30s. Mm. That is the be all and end all of this podcast. Yeah. Mm. I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Although, like, I also don't really, I, maybe it's because I'm not 30 yet, but I, like, haven't really thought too much about it. Like, I guess because it's, like, a little, it's, like, six months away. I'm going to ask you in June so. and be yeah, like, yeah, do. Let's how, do you, how do you feel? Yeah. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> or we just don't say anything and you just gracefully roll into the 30s and then yeah. you're just like, whoa, nothing's changed. It's just another day. I think nothing will change. But we'll see. We've just talked about all the things. So. That could change. Yeah. Mindset, I reckon. We'll reflect. We will. I think so. Yeah. That was good, though. Yes. Exciting. It was. Yeah. Awesome. Let well, us know what you think because you had so much to say about the 20s episode. Yeah. You guys, that was like one of our most popular listens. Yeah. And yeah. loads of messages and people being like so relatable. So it'd mm. be interesting because the demographic of this podcast is between like kind of like mid to, it's like mid 20s to like late 30s. Mm. So we're going to get a spectrum of people listening to this. Totally. Yeah. And they'll be like, oh my God, I'm not there yet. Or I'm already in my 30s and it's yeah. epic. Or all of this is wrong. Yeah. We want to know that as well if we are wrong. <laughs> we're just guessing here, guys. So, as we are with every other podcast we do. We're yeah. just like, oh, we think. But every we aspect of my life. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that is the end of the podcast and that is the takeaway. <laughs> and we will see you. <laughs> no, we actually will. We're going to come back next week, next Wednesday at 9am, and we're going to talk about... Friendships. We are. Yep. Friendships. I reckon we delve in a bit into relationships too. Mm. Oh, I feel like that needs a, an episode on its own. Do you? Right. Oh, no, maybe not. We'll see. We'll see. You can be surprised. I've got some juicy week. stories if you want to hear them. Nice. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, we'll be back next week at 9 a.m. Yeah. We'll see ya. See you there. Oh, sorry, I interrupted you. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.